Today is the 31st of July, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. So having explained how it works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? God spoke, the word sang, and you, Holy Spirit, were the music that called life into being. You are the divine dance upon the waters of nothingness, the footsteps of God, the whirling joyful extravagance of creative love, the dazzling overflow of God life, heartbeat of God's love, fire of God's justice, sharp blade of God's word, dove of God's peace, you are the midwife of new birth. In water, in bread and wine, in living dust creatures, the living God with us and in us. Glory, glory, glory to you, unpredictable, holy, life-giving Spirit. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read how the temple was built And Jesus starts his Sermon on the Mount.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Father, help us to see your scriptures in a new light. Not one of ancient history, but one of relevance, of hope, and one of instruction. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And today we're reading from 1 Kings 5. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that he'd been anointed king in his father's place, for Hiram had always been friends with David. Solomon sent this message to Hiram. You know my father David was not able to build a temple for the name of Yahweh his God. This was because of all the warfare around him until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. The Lord my God has now given me rest all around. There is no enemy or crisis. So I plan to build a temple for the name of Yahweh my God, according to what the Lord promised my father David. I will put your son on the throne in your place, and he will build the temple for my name. Therefore command that cedars from Lebanon be cut down for me. My servants will be with your servants, and I will pay your servants wages according to whatever you say. For you know that not a man among us knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. When Hiram heard Solomon's words, He greatly rejoiced and said, May the Lord be praised today. He has given David a wise son to be over this great people. Then Hiram sent a reply to Solomon, saying, I have heard your message. I will do everything you want regarding the cedar and cypress timber. My servants will bring the logs down from the Lebanon to the sea, and I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place that you indicate. I will break them apart there, and you can take them away. You can then meet my needs by providing my household with food. So Hiram provided Solomon with all the cedar and cypress timber he wanted, and Solomon provided Hiram with a hundred thousand bushels of wheat as food for his household, and a hundred and ten thousand gallons of oil from crushed olives. Solomon did this for Hiram year after year. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. Then King Solomon drafted forced laborers from all Israel. The labor force numbered 30,000 men. He sent 10,000 to Lebanon each month in shifts. One month they were in Lebanon, two months they were at home. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon had 70,000 porters and 80,000 stonecutters in the mountains, not including his 3,300 deputies in charge of the work. They ruled over the people doing the work. The king commanded them to quarry large, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the temple with dressed stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders, along with the Gebelites, quarried the stones and prepared the timber and stone for the temple's construction. Solomon began to build the temple for the Lord in the 480th year after the Israelites came up out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of his reign over Israel, in the second month in the month of Ziv. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. The portico in front of the temple sanctuary was 30 feet long, extending across the temple's width, and 15 feet deep in front of the temple. He also made windows with beveled frames for the temple. He then built a chambered structure along the temple wall, encircling the walls of the temple, that is the sanctuary and the inner sanctuary, and he made side chambers all around it. The lowest chamber was seven and a half feet wide, the middle was nine feet wide, 
and the third was ten and a half feet wide. He also provided offset ledges for the temple all around the outside so that nothing could be inserted into the temple walls. The temple's construction used finished stones cut at the quarry so that no hammer, chisel, or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. The door of the lowest side chamber was on the right-hand side of the temple. They went up the stairways to the middle chamber, and from the middle to the third. When he finished building the temple, he panelled it with boards and planks of cedar. He built the chambers along the entire temple, joined the temple with cedar beams. Each story was seven and a half feet high. The word of the Lord came to Solomon. As for this temple you are building, if you walk in my statutes, observe my ordinances, and keep all my commands by walking in them, I will fulfill my promise to you which I made to your father David. I will live among the Israelites and not abandon my people Israel. When Solomon finished building the temple, he panelled the interior temple walls with cedar boards, from the temple floor to the surface of the ceiling. He overlaid the interior with wood. He also overlaid the floors with cypress boards. He lined thirty feet of the rear of the temple with cedar boards from the floor to the surface of the ceiling, and he built the interior as an inner sanctuary, the most holy place. The temple, that is the sanctuary in front of the most holy place, was sixty feet long. The cedar panelling inside the temple was carved with ornamental gourds and flower blossoms. Everything was cedar, not a stone could be seen. He prepared the inner sanctuary inside the temple to put the Ark of the Lord's Covenant there. The interior of the sanctuary was thirty feet long, thirty feet wide, and thirty feet high. He overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the cedar altar. Next, Solomon overlaid the interior of the temple with pure gold, and he hung gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. So he added the gold overlay to the entire temple until everything was completely finished, including the entire altar that belongs to the inner sanctuary. In the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim fifteen feet high out of olive wood. One wing of the first cherub was seven and a half feet long, and the other was seven and a half feet long. The wingspan was fifteen feet from tip to tip. The second cherub was fifteen feet. Both cherubim had the same size and shape. The first cherub's height was fifteen feet, and so was the second cherub's. Then he put the cherubim inside the inner temple, so that their wings were spread out. The first one's wing touched one wall, while the second cherub's wing touched the other wall, and in the middle of their temple their wings were touching wing to wing. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. He carved all the surrounding temple walls with carved engravings, cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms, in both the inner and outer sanctuaries. He overlaid the temple floor with gold in both the inner and outer sanctuaries. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary he made olive wood doors. The pillars of the doorpost were five-sided. The two doors were made of olive wood. He carved cherubim, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms on them, and overlaid them with gold, hammering gold over the cherubim and palm trees. In the same way he made four-sided olive wood doorposts for the sanctuary entrance, and the two doors were made of cypress wood. The first door had two folding sides, and the second door had two folding panels. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms on them, and overlaid them with gold applied evenly over the carving. He built the inner courtyard with three rows of dressed stone, and a row of trimmed cedar beams, 
The foundation of the Lord's temple was laid on Solomon's fourth year in the month of Ziv. In his eleventh year, in the eighth month, in the month of Bull, the temple was completed in every detail, and according to every specification. So he built it in seven years. Matthew 5 When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. There he began to teach them, saying, The poor in spirit are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. The gentle are blessed, for they will inherit the earth. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed, for they will be filled. The merciful are blessed, for they will be shown mercy. The pure in heart are blessed, for they will see God. The peacemakers are blessed, for they will be called sons of God. Those who are persecuted for righteousness are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who went before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives lamp for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches people to do so will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment, and whoever says to his brother fool will be subject to the Sanhedrin. But whoever says you moron will be subject to hellfire. So if you're offering your gift in the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on the way with him, or your adversary will hand you over to the judge, the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. I assure you, you will never get out of there until you've paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. But I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife, except in the case of sexual immorality, 
causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, you, sh you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it is God's throne, or by the earth because it is a footstool, or by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Neither should you swear by, the, by your head, because you cannot make a single hair white or black. But let your word yes be yes, and your no be no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your fathers in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly Father is perfect. Psalm 131 a Davidic Psalm of Ascents Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not get involved with things too great or too difficult for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a little weaned child with its mother. I am like a little child. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forever. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and check the show notes for all the contact details. All the details will be there. There are links there. If you click on the link, you can follow it through. Just to, I'm going to ask people to pray for Katie and Jamie, who are getting married this weekend, that God will bless their union, that God will bless the children they may have, and that it would actually be a blessed day for everyone. So if we can remember Katie and Jamie. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, on this day of the week, I recall the strength of the Trinity in my life. Thank you for the strands that hold me safe in the Father, that bring redemption and grace in the Son, and freedom and hope through the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this cord of strength. And may I celebrate with the three that encircle my life. And this day, May I give out the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the freedom of the Holy Spirit in all I do. Amen. Now prayer for the time of the year. Stay with us, spirit of new hope and promise. Stay with us in our places of hopelessness and despair. Spirit of joy and delight, stay with us in the shadows of grief and terror. Spirit of forgiveness and mercy, stay with us in the morass of our guilt and shame. Spirit of abundance and fruitfulness, stay with us when we feel lacking and barren. Spirit of truth and trust, stay with us in the mazes of dishonest and deceit that we create. Spirit of wisdom and inspiration, Stay with us in our fogs of ignorance and dullness. Spirit of love and comfort, stay with us as you stayed with the disciples in our eating and our sleeping. In gratitude for your steadfast presence in our lives, empower us to distribute the fruits of your Spirit to others. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.